welcome back to another episode of the Uptime Punks with the original sustainability and net zero leader, Susanna Kaas. Hi, Susanna. How are you? You're all right. I am great. Good to talk to you again, Paul. How have you been? Excellent. Yeah, I've been all right. It's, um, it's a bit rainy in London today, um, but it's beautiful. I mean, um, so much stuff is happening in the, in the world at the moment. Um, everybody's talking about COP and then everybody's talking about the climate and how the climate is changing. Um, how ski resorts don't have snow anymore and it's raining in areas where it shouldn't be raining huh? exactly, bit concerning. exactly yeah yeah so um Susanna if, if you made it 2022 top 10 DC influencer um it, it gives you a bit of bragging rights I mean for how do you feel about it what do you think made people um vote for you and yeah sort of like see you at this as the leader in the industry well, I'm just very encouraged, first of all, to have you as a colleague and a cohort in the industry. This is not our first Uptime Punk uh, podcast. We have some amazing leaders. Um, I'm just very encouraged. It's not about my brand, Paul. It is, I'm just really encouraged as you and I have experienced to see that sustainability has made it to be the top, I would say three, to be conservatively, definitely three, two to three, maybe not the number one yet, but um, but I think it, it doesn't matter. It's already make it to the top three um, agenda topics across the board in all the corporate um, industry and in S&P Global 500 and a Fortune 100 and whatnot. And that's uh, come a long way, Paul, sincerely, for the past two decades from a nice to have, or people even know what you're talking about. And at the moment right now, fortunate or unfortunately, we're all facing the energy crises. Um, and that, I, I look at it optimistically and passionately, that sustainability will help us to get through it. And uh, we will successfully get to a clean energy transition. Uh, and I think that's where the importance of it comes in to be an influencer, to be a doer. Uh, I'm more than just whispering words to others' ears, you know, I'm actually, actually doing it, right? So I think we all need to take action. Um, and this is actually where your audience comes in because we need everybody to be doing our part in our own way and especially let the younger people take the lead uh, because sustainability is actually more natural uh, inherent in a younger generation than the older one who need to yield those uh, speaking position at the house, at the head of state, to actually have the younger people lead the generation because it's just inherently um, people like yourself, people younger after you will actually do more cycling than jumping into the car just to go across uh, two blocks to uh, buy a cup of milk or, or coffee. And um, you know, you live a sustainable lifestyle um, maybe I should be interviewing you too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's quite strange because I was just while you're saying this, I'm I'm looking on my table and I see my driving license and it's my UK driving license. I got a couple of months ago. Still haven't used it. Still haven't driven a car. So it's like, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, everybody needs to play part in society to sort of bring the change. But then I think also what's a big thing. For me, it's like we also need to share resources with countries who don't have access to technology and innovations and all of these things um, like we do. That's one thing I think, which is also a big thing, because there's some countries which 
have massive impacts from climate change, but they don't have the funds or the knowledge in order to basically um, internally make some changes. Um, so if, if you look at the future, the next coming months, where do you see the data center market making some more rapid changes? Where do you see like some new projects maybe coming up? Maybe you can spill some beans or maybe you can't. But what do you think is like, what is like the, the highlight for Susanna the next six months down the line? Yes, yes. So thank you for asking. Um, you know, as we're going into 2023, right? And uh, we have learned a lot in 2022. Um, we are all very, very pleased to, to put, away, put behind us the lockdown. I mean, there's always some kind of, uh, you know, health it, uh, uh, situation that's going to exist that we may not even know about. But at least the lockdown is behind us. So to answer your question, I actually prepare for this is I thought about there are four pillars that we should be really paying attention above and beyond sustainability. So one of them is what I call digital transformation. If nothing else that lockdown taught us is we can actually pivot to live in an online world very quickly. We all can actually adapt. And I'm not talking about working. It's actually talking about the society functioning and scaling at an amazing speed that we actually be able to pivot into digital transformation in a hybrid. Maybe it's a little bit awkward for some company initially to figure out how they all gonna do it, but we all figure a way to actually adapt and be able to do that. And to me, that is a phenomena in terms of what data center wanted to be is to allow ubiquitous access and connectivity and equal access for all. And it's not so much for work, it's actually taking the last uh, growth factor is actually for the society to run, to entertain ourselves, to play actually, and be able to then do work or study. So that growth, Paul, will absolutely continue. And I use the term quickening. What that means is, um, dated myself back in eBay, we always talked about the work that we've done in eBay for one quarter, as the COO that I manage all the operation and the traffic and the business, we were operating eight times the traditional brick and mortar. That's why we were successful. We don't have a brick and mortar business, but one quarter of growth at eBay was equal to eight times the traditional brick and mortar. And if you look at that in scale for us all pivoting then, and I will quote Microsoft Satya saying that he actually said that one quarter of growth for Microsoft now and continuing beyond the lockdown is actually equal to two annual years of businesses for Microsoft before COVID. So I like that. Okay. That, that, that actually that fits about the same is again, the number eight. Okay. Now, nothing to do with two to the three, because, you know, we like to think zero and one. I think there's actually some parallelism relating to that. So number one is actually the growth, the transformation is gonna go a lot faster, quickening, and everybody now is actually comfortable at actually being all in both the in-person meeting, but also like us right now is actually doing the hybrid. And we don't even think about it, you know, we just felt, hey, just jump on um, a virtual meeting. The number two, I actually think is also very important that we need to focus on which is right and center to RFS is actually risk mitigation. We all have experienced all the uncertainty around us, be it is geopolitical, 
be it is environmental, but climate change is actually real. So now we see that and we have experienced it. Now, what are you gonna do about it? How can you anticipate the next uncertainty that you didn't plan for? How do you absorb it? Be able to resume yourself to go back to normal, but you're doing it smart at this time because you are now trying to solve the problem that you didn't know about it before. And that brings back to the one word that we do really well in Davis Center, and we pride ourselves to exemplify that with excellence, is the word resilience. There's a difference between resilience and reliability. And if you take it a little bit personal, Paul, you're pretty resilient. There's a lot of speed bumps along your life. You know, you are amazing cyclists. I mean, there's debris, there's potholes. So how do you anticipate it, be able to pivot around it and you can still be able to absorb that shock that comes to you and be able to carry on, um, but learn better about how to deal with it next time. So I think at the state, at the head of the state nation level perspective at the COP level, at each of the country or even individual or data center, we need to start thinking about how we do risk mitigation. And when we start thinking about that, then you start thinking beyond yourself because I'm not gonna have my own risk emergency plan. I'm gonna do it as a community. I'm not gonna have it only for my own data center within my, my fences and my boundary. I'm gonna need to start working within a region, within an energy market and how to actually deal with some issues. And especially when we deal with environmental and climate, I think that is very exciting for me because I'm a, a, a by, by default, I'm a very collaborative person. Um, my better ideas actually come from talking with you. And, and oftentimes we need to get together because we cannot be the smartest person in the room. And we all are influencer in our life. And uh, we should all be voted to be the top in the category that we are by genuinely engaging and listening and connecting and let other people inspire us. But our job also is to also inspire other people. So risk mitigation, come together together, focusing more on resilience than just reliability of the devices and the software and the network. In my opinion, that is very important. The third point I had, which is no surprising to you because that's the business that you are in, is actually communication and disclosure, you know, bring the, bring the latest news to the client in a very sustainable and a very speedy manner. And most of the news that we actually learning from the data center, Paul, I like to share that with you if you don't already figure out, it's actually not by the operators anymore. So I'm dated myself in a way that being in the operator and data center for over 30 years, I am actually not the best source of understanding where the best decision is. And you know where it comes from? It's actually the machine to machine cloud computing that is giving us the improvement that we need. The fault that we don't see because we don't see it fast enough, we don't compute it fast enough and the machine to machine is the algorithm that we need to predict the next outcome or the next processing without human intervention. So just like the dogs and you and I are a big fan about our four-legged friends, they actually see a couple seconds ahead of us, right? They have the ability to do that. That's why when you throw a Frisbee, they were able to actually catch it better than I will be able to kind of catch it from ultimate Frisbee perspective. So the machine to machine modeling, 
using artificial intelligence is speedy, is more resource efficient, sincerely, and is actually more accurate. So I see some of those technological improvement will kind of bring it all together in terms of enabling the quickening that is happening in digital transformation, be able to help us to deal with risk from a mitigation perspective in a community. And we also need to do a disclosure because there's no such thing about just keeping everything in and call that proprietary. I think it's more meaningful that we can disclose. You can still keep your secret sauce, but in terms of the effect and the consequences of what we do to others, especially in the sustainability that affect the environment, that affect the social benefit, that affect potentially some uh, governance and uh, law and uh, policy, we all need to kind of come together. So I think those are some of the important pillars that the data center will take a leadership as pioneer to drive. But at the same time, I'm definitely seeing that going forward. And then my, uh, my other prediction would be the greenwashing noise will continue, but it's gonna not take over um, and distract all of us from doing the real work. Wow, that's, that's quite interesting, all the points you put together there, Susanna. Thanks for, you see, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Every, every time I have a meeting with you, if it's meetings or podcasts, every time we come together, it's like, um, um, a lot of knowledge being transferred across to my end, um, which is quite, um, it's been very rewarding. Thank you for this, Suzanne. I'm sure the listeners are going to absolutely appreciate it. Um, it's great. But yeah, um, sustainability net zero. Yeah, let's, it, um, there's going to be a COP28 this year, I think. Are you going to be there as well or? Yes, yes. I will be leading a couple working sessions. I hope to be able to invite you uh, and others in, in the audience that uh, we can all be participating and showing the results, not just going to yet another event, but be able to actually genuinely show results because it's fulfilling that way that we are mm. purposeful to be able to genuinely demonstrate perhaps some capstone project results. We still have about, um, you know, near a year, but less than 11 months. And so let's work on it soon. Well, it's almost a full glass. So over a year, yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah, so I think it, it's it's quite inspirational, and also to listeners out there. I mean, like Susanna said, if you want to see change, this is the first thing she said to me when I met her was, "If you want to see change, be the change yourself." And sometimes it's just little things, even if you just tell your kids to recycle, or maybe you just don't buy a new phone every year or every six months when it comes out, or maybe you just try to walk or take the bus instead of using the car. Those are the little things that can make a difference. Susanna, exactly. anything else you want to leave for the generations to come? And should we maybe should we maybe spill the beans a bit? We're going to have a couple of more top 10 influencers coming, I think, in the coming indeed, episodes. Indeed. So thank you for bringing the episode together so we can actually yeah. have some diverse yeah. views. Uh, but we are all passionate about it in terms of influencer data center growth. So thank you for you actually be our lead conductor. You're absolutely one of the doer action hero that we all look up to that bring us all together. So no, I'm, I'm definitely very excited that uh, you were able to bring all of us together and, uh, and be able to weave it together. Uh, very cleverly and very effectively for your audience. So I hope more people will follow you um, always 
because you always have uh, the best people and uh, really exciting news and yourself to actually tell the story. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what 23 holds for us. Hopefully we're going to have lots of episodes, lots of interesting stories. And yes. maybe maybe we will find the magic formula on how to solve the problem at some point. You never know. Maybe it will come up in an need, episode right. with a little we light just, bulb. Yes, yes. And we just need to keep working at it every day, right? So thank you, yeah. Paul. Perfect. Thank you so much, Zara. Thank you.